0: You are listening to Here Comes a Sin Podcast, where you'll learn about topics related to career development, improving money management, and wellness. I will cover actionable advice for the everyday hustler. Vamos con todo. If you're ready to pursue your dreams and visions, then you are where you need to be. I will be sharing the most embarrassing moments, difficult times, and strategies on how to overcome your biggest fears. Whether you're just starting college or joining the workforce, or have your own business, you have a community here. I am your host, Marisol Ibarra, a first-gen graduate and professional traveler and coffee lover. Here comes the sun with new opportunities to become a better you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Here Comes the Sun podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about self-care and the benefits of self-care. I'll be honest with you, every day and week and even during the month, each day it looks completely different and it's because there's there's days where I need more self-care, more self-love than other days. So please, um, it's like a little disclaimer, I don't think there's a correct way of doing self-care. I think you know best what feels good to you. But let's talk about What is self-care? Self-care is an activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Although it's a simple concept, you know, in theory, but it's something we often overlook. Good self-care is key to improve our mood and reduce our anxiety. By me brainstorming this, this podcast, I was like, I do so many things for self-care to myself. What is something, you know, that has changed me? I feel has made me a better person. And and also, like, have things under control and, like, not feel that overwhelmed. And that is through journaling. Yes, you heard that right. Journaling. So I did some research and found so many benefits of journaling. I found that according to Harvard Business School, they they conducted a study where participants who journaled at the end of the day had a 25% increase in performance when compared to a, a control group who did not journal. As the researchers concluded, their results revealed that reflection had a powerful mechanism behind learning, and this is confirmed by the American philosopher and psychologist John Dewey. He stated, "We do not learn from experience; we learn from reflecting on our experience." And I was like, "Yes, I totally, totally agree." And another statistic that I found, and and I was like, "Yes," the Stanford University. They found that a critical relationship between writing and speaking is that writing reflects clear thinking, and in return, you get a clear communication. Journaling has so many great benefits, and I know there's like thousands of more statistics, but these were the ones that like really, really fascinated me. For me, as I look back and like ask myself, when did I start journaling? I was pretty young. I I really didn't know what that was my my start of my of my journaling habit, you can say. I think I was like in the in the fifth grade and I had these like little diaries that my mom used to buy me at the ninety-nine cent star and I like I used to spend so much time writing how I felt, writing things that would happen at home or just writing anything and it was like super beneficial and then after writing I would like reflect on them and I would be like you know what I need to be grateful so those were the things that I used to do in fifth grade but I I, I stopped and I stopped because I had like peer pressure you can say I had a peer pressure from like my sister like saying like oh you shouldn't write on those like you're not a little girl anymore or something to that extent. So it was like this peer pressure that ultimately stopped me from writing. And also I think like another factor was like academics. I was getting older and my classes like transitioning into middle school, they were getting harder and I wanted to be more focused in academics. So I was more like spending a lot of my time studying rather than Journaling, and I think another reason, now that I think about it, was that I also, at that age, I started using social media back in the back in the early two thousands when MySpace started. Sorry to my listeners who don't don't know what MySpace is. You were young, my fellas. <laughs> Just kidding. MySpace was like, you know, the Facebook. You you can like also like update your status. Add music, and there was just like different little icons that you can do, like your top friends. You could put music. There was just a lot of so. What ended happening was that I was too busy, also, you know, trying to to impress people on on my MySpace, you know, trying to be that cool person, not be like not be the only person that used to like write and stuff. And I think trying to be that cool person. It was Myspace then but then later it became Facebook and then Instagram and Twitter today. So I think through through social media you kind of start losing yourself and you start losing your identity and like who you are as a person. You're just sometimes you just so focus on like what's on there rather than like what you actually enjoy, what actually bothers you. Because you're just so consumed on what people post and they're and they're portraying like you know this this perfect life when it's not true. But don't get me wrong, like social media has brought people much closer, but at the same time it has brought issues of like people comparing themselves and and that's 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 one of the biggest issues. A lot of people, you know, forget that people only put their best content on social media. Like they put their best pictures, their biggest accomplishments. And then people start like looking at that and like it's it creates like this self doubt and this anxiety because you feel that you're not at that level. Like and, and it's and it and it's really sad because you feel down or you feel depressed and, and through this it creates a lot of pressure and, and a lot of anxiety so with journaling i i started to do journaling when when i got to to college actually because all through middle school and high school i was just super focused like on on my academics and and not and not so much like on on myself i was just really trying to build build my capacity you know to get accepted into into a good university i started to journal when i started um knowledge and one of the things that I'm super grateful that I even journaled when I had the opportunity to to study abroad which which is was an amazing experience and I'm hoping to make episodes soon about that but it was an amazing experience and I still have those journals what happens when when you don't journal if you do not journal or participate in like any other like mindfulness activity your symptoms will continue to persist i think journaling helps you work through through your anxious feelings by identifying triggers to like the symptoms you feel like for example an anxiety you you have you write in this journal and then you write like hey when i when i'm in my when i'm in my space i mean instagram i i feel this type of an anxiety But it's not until you actually write it down and see it and read it. So now that I've shared a bit about my journey and the benefits of journaling, I will share some simple tips on how to get started. So how to make journaling a habit. Now that you have a few reasons why it's important to journal, it takes 21 days to form a habit and 30 days to make it a strong habit. So you got this. Step one, you need to get a journal. It's that simple journaling can be done through many forms it can be done in paper and pen which is my personal favorite because i like to keep copies or it can also be done on your phone or on your computer but to be honest i don't recommend that but if it works for you go for it and to be successful in creating this habit you must begin by getting a journal that fits your needs i know that there's like different kinds of journals such as like a bullet journal goal oriented or even prompts i've seen those those journals that have prompts for like every day i personally just use you know the blank a blank journal but i do have like starter prompts i usually cover in the morning and the night so that leads me to step two you need to pick a place a time and set boundaries now that you've made your commitment it is important for you to pick a quiet place and also somewhere where it's calm for you to like do that activity i recommend that you choose a space where you know your creativity can flow and your mind can be clear you know what i mean and you need to you need to set a time you also set a need a time during the day where you are kind of limited to distractions and are able to complete like your your journal entry Personally, I do mine in the mornings and like once my day is over. In the mornings, I start with my gratitude journal. A gratitude journal is a diary of things I'm grateful. I think for me, it's so important to have this, this gratitude journal because we usually tend to focus on the on the negative things in our life. All the things that are going bad, but if we're like intentional of the things we're grateful and and also like write them down like write these words i think you start your day much better like you start your day more like hey i'm grateful for for these small things that sometimes i take for granted so yeah so that's why i start in the morning it's about three questions that I answer. I start with, what are the three things um, I'm grateful for? Then the second question is, what are three things I will do to make today great? And then my third one, which is a, a daily affirmation. And this affirmation can literally be about anything. It can be about the project you're currently working, something related to your work, or, or something you know related to your, to your money. It can literally be anything. At night I I read about my day and what kind of my day consisted of. So for the day for the evening one, I have about like four questions I think. And I know that are like one of them is what are three amazing things that happened to me today? That's like my first one. Or like another question that I have is how can you make my day better? Like what were the things that would have made my, my day better? What did I learn today? And then the last one is, what am I thinking of? Like, what are the things I'm thinking of? And usually that one, the question of what am I thinking of, that one I usually go longer because I talk about things I want during the day or things that I want to change. So that one's kind of the, the longer version. I choose to close my day like that because I reflect, my whole entire day so let's say let's say you pick a place and and the time and you have all everything set you have your journal you have everything but then someone comes in you know bargaining in the needs or wants like "Hey, hey like I need I need this or I need that so how do you respond to that I suggest that you let your family or your partner from the moment you begin to journal that you need a certain amount of time, it can be 10 minutes, like tell them like, hey, I'm working on this new habit and I just need 10 minutes where I'm not bothered. I know in the beginning it may be difficult to set this boundary, but however, if you're consistent and showing up for yourself, your family and or, or your partner are going to get used to it and they'll be like, hey, I'm not going to bother them at this time. Which leads me to step three: it's write, read, and reflect. So after you know you write all your thoughts, your emotions, and behaviors, you that you notice throughout the day. In the beginning, I know it's gonna be really hard. So I also recommend that you start with with bullet points, maybe just to make it easier to to make progress. But each day, if you can write sentences that's sentences about what is one thing that makes you happy. I don't know, it can be very simple questions, but the importance here is that you need to show up. You need to show up and be consistent with the time that that you show up. And then after you you write that spend time reading what you wrote. I know this can be a hard part because it was a hard part for me personally. But I think once you read and and you reflect you reflect on your words, it helps you. It helps you see patterns or it helps you see what are things do I want to work on. One of the recommendations that I have, I think you can also read your journal entry as someone else, like you can ask yourself like what does this person?" Need, what are the changes that this person need? What do they need help with? So I think having that perspective of like, oh, I'm an outsider, you know, helping this person. I think that's a very, very helpful way to you for you to reflect. And then step four, you know, when we know better, I think we do better. And not acknowledging your needs and doing nothing about it would not make any changes in your life. If, if we continue to, to, to stress and have excessive worry or depressive symptoms, and the list goes on, when you, don't, when you, when you write that and, and you see that, you can act on it. You can say, like, hey, I'm going to make this different. But please, do not feel pressure to change this overnight. However, you need to acknowledge that some things can be changed quickly because there's days where it's like, hey, I can change this. If I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is check my phone, I can change that. I can do my routine differently. So by reflecting and seeing what um, what bothers you or what is causing you stress, and you can make small changes. Think journaling is is a practical and a very accessible way to kind of stay connected stay connected to your inner self but also your body and your dreams and to be honest like to your purpose of life like you literally can find so many different prompts online and I'm happy to share some prompts that I've that I've done over the years that are that are really really helpful and then to to kind of finalize this this episode i want you to remember you can have fun journaling relax it doesn't have to be something that you're like oh my god i don't want to do this i'm i'm keep avoiding it if you are not enjoying it you can you can always stop okay this is just like a recommendation you don't have like a moral obligation to to fill out every page and you can always pick it back up again when when you're doing Better if you if you also like try to punish yourself into keeping a daily journal. That's not really gonna work. Like you really have to do it um from a place of love and self compassion. So I think journaling can be a fun way to to unwind and to and to learn more about yourself. Thank you so much for joining me this week. To view the complete show notes and a recap of today's podcasting tips, visit. Here comes the sun underscore podcast Instagram page. Wait, wait, but before, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they release. You can either subscribe right now in the app you're using to listen to this podcast. Lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask before we go. If you're enjoying this podcast, I hope you'll let me know. I love reading through your reviews in Apple Podcasts. And if you have a minute to spare, I'll love to read yours too. Please let Apple know that great listeners like you enjoy our show and that it helps us expand our reach in search results. So it really does make a difference. Thank you again for joining me, Marisol, on this episode of Here Comes the Sun. I'll see you next time.